Hello and welcome to End Goals, an LCMS Youth Ministry podcast. I'm host Reverend Mark Kiesling and I'm with DCE Juliana Schultz. We are going to bring parents, church workers, and lay leaders discussions and resources to help your youth ministry meet its end goal, which is young people who are disciples of Jesus Christ for life. Today, we talk about engaging young people in leadership and service opportunities. We are working through a series on vocation and leadership in youth ministry. In the seven practices of healthy youth ministry, we talk about opportunities to serve and lead. So we talk about this all the time. You've heard it on the podcast before. Um, and we're going to talk about young people's understanding of their unique vocation as well. We've I spent the last few episodes really digging into what does that look like practically for congregational youth leaders. And we've talked about opportunities to serve and lead on the podcast before. Shoot. Okay, uh, I said that twice. You want to start... I shouldn't have said that in the intro. That's right. I don't care. It's a little different, isn't it? No, but I like spontaneously accidentally oh, okay. said okay. that. Okay. Do you want to start again? Sure, we can start again. Okay. All right. From the top? Sure. All right. <clears throat> Won't steal your line this time. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to End Goals and LCMS. How about we say LCMS right, too? And how about you like not shout Hello. Because like the volume of that was a lot higher than the rest of this phrase. Okay. I don't know if it was just this. Okay. Hello and welcome to End Goals, an LCMS Youth Ministry podcast. I'm host Reverend Mark Kiesling and I'm with DCE, Juliana Schultz. No, it was perfect. Okay. You can, I can hear you laughing. That's what I was sure. <laughs> no, because you made face. Oh. <laughs> Man, we are We're highly professional. Highly professional. <laughs> highly professional. It's all out takes uh-huh. for That's the right. blooper reel. Yeah, we should, you know, we could probably make a whole reel of that over the past couple of years. <laughs> I do secretly have a few. <laughs> Hello and welcome to End Goals, an LCMS Youth Ministry podcast. I'm host Reverend Mark Kiesling and I'm with DCE Juliana Schultz. We're here to bring parents, church workers, and lay leaders discussions and resources to help your youth ministry meet its end goal, which is young people who are disciples of Jesus Christ for life. Today, we talk about engaging young people in leadership and service opportunities. We're working through a series on vocation and leadership in youth ministry. In the seven practices of healthy youth ministry, we talk both about opportunities to serve and lead and helping young people to deeply understand their unique vocation. So we spent the last few episodes digging through what this means, the the reasons for it, but also the practicality of doing that as a part of congregational youth ministry. And certainly we have talked about opportunities to serve and lead a lot on the podcast before. We talk about it a lot as a part of the seven practices of healthy youth ministry, And certainly one of the things that as we kind of wrestled with those practices that we really liked about this topic was that it is something that maybe is kind of easy to assess and to take steps to develop those opportunities to serve and lead some real practical, tangible things that you can do. Some of the other practices focus maybe more on environment and culture and relationships in a church, which might be kind of harder to mark. But really one for one, we think of opportunities to serve and lead can be intergenerational and cross-generational. So it brings more people into that conversation and that activity and can really give a concrete way for people to get involved. And Mark, you and I have both talked, I think, uh, ad nauseum at this Mm -hmm. point. Everyone has known that we we had opportunities to serve and lead in our congregations. Not disconnected from the fact that both of our parents, uh, we we have parents that are church workers. (laughs) But it was uh, maybe surprising, but maybe not surprising to hear that when we talk to people and interview them on the podcast and we ask them about influential times in their high school years, so many of them 
now can point back to opportunities to serve and lead that were incredibly valuable to them back in their teen years. And so often it's the small ways that we listen to and engage teens in service and leadership that have that ripple effect that absolutely we can point to now as adults as really powerful ways that God worked in and through us. So today we're going to talk about how this looks not just in a theoretical way, but in a practical way in the congregation with DCE Pete Hiller. DCE Pete Hiller serves in the areas of youth and family ministry at the Family of Christ Lutheran Church in Ham Lake, Minnesota. Yes, there's actually a lake in the city that looks like a ham. Pete is a 30-year veteran working in youth ministry and is passionate about engaging students in meaningful service. Pete and his DCE wife, Mary, have three grown daughters and also who also serve as educators. Pete, thanks for being on the podcast. Yeah, thanks, Juliana and Pastor Mark. Good to be here with you and uh, look forward to our conversation today. So we got to hear about you briefly in that bio, but tell us more about your vocations, your roles in ministry, and other things that bring you joy. Absolutely. So probably first and foremost is I even think about my home and my family is is part of my vocation to serve and lead. And probably one thing we're really excited about in our our lives here, we've t- we've got three grown growing adults, but we are graduating from parenthood to grandparenthood ah. next month. Ooh. So very excited about that and learning how to grandparent next. So um, (laughs) we are very, very excited. But yeah, three um, wonderful daughters. And it's been fun to see just some of the simple things we've done in our home and our, you know, family ministry has also been an important key part of my youth ministry. And, you know, the best laboratory is your own home. So it's been wonderful to see my three girls grow up to be, you know, vibrant faith and now leading and serving in their own congregations as well. So I work in youth ministry. This is my 30th year of doing professional youth ministry and excited and hoping that God will grant me, you know, another 10, another decade of serving in youth ministry. And I love it. It's been a passion of mine and, and something that I enjoy and I um, I want to continue serving in that area. So yeah, youth and family ministry, but I also work in the area of missions at our church, which really lends well to some of the service engagements we do with our youth. So I work with our international missions for the past five years. We've had a mission partnership with Yisleta Lutheran down on the Paso Juarez border, and cool. we've been taking groups down there. So um, both adult family groups and youth as well. So I work with orchestrating that and some of our mission funds uh, that go towards that that partnership. That's great. Well, we love to hear about, I guess, those times in youth ministry too, for people that we have on the podcast. And maybe it's either in the junior high years, senior high years, maybe even into college. But can you share with maybe a time with how Jesus used the key moment or moments or people to keep you or bring you close to him or the church? Yeah, it's interesting when you talk to a lot of ministry leaders, there's there's oftentimes, if not always, some sort of connect back to those influential years. And and my story is very, very similar to that too. Just uh, growing up in a in a congregation where we had an active youth ministry was given opportunities to serve and lead there, both within youth ministry, but also in the congregational context. And I know those experience experiences really were impactful for me. Going to National Youth Gathering, and we went to, as a youth, to, to the Washington, D.C. gathering. And, and then some of the service events that we went on, the servant events that we participated in were all Part of the way the Holy Spirit worked through my life in terms, especially with my call, originally I was going into a business degree in college. So I did two years of business and economics and 
and a little bit like Noah and, you know, God continued to provide those experiences, which were really through serving and leading in my congregation that God continued to lead and direct me towards DCE ministry. And so those events I, I today are very special and important to me. And uh, the Holy Spirit certainly worked through those and certainly has been a part of my ministry now too, to youth as well. Well, Pete, hearing you've done 30 years of youth ministry and you're still looking to do more, that is uh, impressive. And we praise God for that. I think one of our simple questions we ask, and, and I love to hear people's response to this, is uh, tell us why you love working with young people in your congregation, in your community. Yeah, I, there's just so much I enjoy about it. I think in some ways the fact that they are somewhat of an open book, you know, they, they maybe aren't quite as tainted by certain past experiences and traditions and and at the same time too just their vibrancy and their joy and i i particularly appreciate and i don't know maybe it's just family christ and i doubt it but i'm always amazed at the character of the young people we work with and being in youth ministry we get to see that firsthand that not everybody gets to see seeing them in action both you know, within our church and in the community is, it's really inspiring. And to be able to be part of that is, is really been, I think, very enjoyable for me. And sometimes I think it's just not fair that I, I get to work with such wonderful people in the church. And, and so, yeah, I don't know. I find joy. We had youth last night and, you know, there's always the challenges and, and the distractions, but all said and done, it's, it's a very rewarding, meaningful ministry to be a part of. Thank you so much for being in that place where you're investing in young people and, and to be able to see those joys. And like mm -hmm. you said, be able to see those moments where they grow, understand themselves better, certainly understand the grace of Jesus in their life and, and how they get to go out and serve and, and uh, care for others in that way. When we, when we talk about these opportunities to serve and lead, and I know we've done that a lot on the podcast, mm -hmm. one of the things we start with is by giving young people consistent opportunities for meaningful contribution. And we do, we want to make sure we hear their thoughts and opinions in youth ministry and the whole congregation, just how uh, ministry is there, how they can serve in their community. In, in your own experience, why is giving teens opportunities to voice their contributions so helpful in that process? Yeah, I think one, first of all, it's just not fair for us to to, to guess what we think is their priorities or what's meaningful to them. And so it takes meaningful conversation, intentional dialogue with them and in realizing too, I mean, they're all unique and, you know, uniquely made and created. They all have different gifts and abilities. And so it's important to get a collaborative view from that, from, from the youth. Um, sometimes people say, you know, well, youth don't really open up and sometimes Maybe based on their experiences, they, they don't have the experiences to build on too. But a lot of times too, you can tell what they're passionate about, just kind of what they enjoy doing, you know, watching what they're engaged in, finding out, you know, what they like to talk about. But even those intentional conversations, including them in brain sessions have all been useful tools for us. But yeah, it's really important that we don't, we don't step in and, you know, pick those things or, or make a shot at what we think is meaningful. It's important that they have a say. And I think too, when we, when we take the time to listen to them, that accomplishes a lot of things. I think, first of all, it's affirming to them that we care about what they say, what they think. It conveys the message that, you know, they're important, what they have to say, what they think is important. But even so, even just the time that we take to do that, you know, time that we spend in relationship with people almost always conveys love and care. 
And so taking the time, especially when it's even other congregational leaders that maybe don't necessarily have that weekly connect with the youth, maybe taking time to, to sit down and listen to them, that gives a sense of value and a sense of care and, you know, a, a welcoming into that community. So I think it's really important that we ask and uh, get their input in, not just in leadership opportunities, but to just a lot of, you know, their regular, whether it's choosing Bible studies or, you know, selecting events and activities that they're going to go on. It's important that they have that input. I hear you talk about how you see kind of that meaningful contribution and services being important. How have you seen those things positively impact your youth and your youth ministry? Yeah, I think, well, for example, our youth have oftentimes, you know, influenced or inspired our congregation. And maybe one example is our our servant events. So we've had a rich tradition of going on mission trips and the youth are part of that leadership. And whether it's deciding where we're going, what we're doing, coming back and sharing their stories and just a neat example of how that has influenced our congregation. Our church began to ask, well, why can't we start doing those things? Why can't we... And we go, there's no reason you can't, you know? And so it's been fun to see our youth kind of set that tone, that mission service connection into other communities really was was launched through our youth. And it was it's fun to see now our, our adult congregation engaging in similar events and activities. And it's brought a, a larger awareness towards missions and serving. And and so, yeah, it's been, it's, it's something where the youth have led the way. And there again, as a youth minister, we, we get to witness and see this. And so some examples, but yeah, I think even in terms of our youth serving in other meaningful ways in children's ministry, some of our some of our key ministries here would really struggle, you know, being able to operate if it weren't for our youth stepping in and and serving in ways that are meaningful, but it has provided significant ministry or service to our congregation. And I love it when our congregation sees and recognizes that. I love watching in, in our congregation, if it gets brought up, the the smiles of joy uh, that come from the audience of, of all ages when they see their young people engage in service and be able to share the love of Jesus. And as they're uh, getting to understand their gifts and abilities and, and how God's using them, it's always exciting yeah. uh, to see them come together as a body of Christ in that way. One of the reasons why we'd engage with you was being able to see what you and your the body of Christ is doing there at a family of Christ, just really an intentional way in which you're engaging young people in opportunities to serve and lead. And we just loved the intentionality you brought to that. I no doubt it came probably from a lot of learning, engagement with young people, seeing some of the successes, seeing challenges that came with it. But could you maybe talk a little bit about what you do there and the people of God there do to support young people in those opportunities to serve and lead? Yeah, absolutely. We, you know, there's kind of the informal things that we can engage in that. And we've talked about some of that already, some of the conversations we can have with young people and inviting them into a variety of service opportunities within the church. But one thing that we've established here over the past several years is an intentional training program for youth. We call it Ignite, and it takes place once a month. And the it's a four-year education cycle. So it starts in ninth grade, and then each year has a new topic. And and, and it, in fact, in ninth grade, it's all about apologetics. So we, we focus more on apologetics, but grades 10 through 12 is focusing on leadership, serving Christ-like servant leadership, vocational training. And so we'll do a series even on spiritual gifts. We'll do leadership assessment training, all with the intent to begin to help them think through vocational aspects in their life and how they can be a leader and impact the world. 
And so it's been really great. It's been a, an opportunity for them to really dig into that and do some self-analysis and evaluation. And then along with that, too, we try to give them intentional opportunities to put it into practice. And so differing years, they have different projects in which they're trying to identify not only their gifts and abilities, but testing them out. And one area we're, we're wanting to develop a little bit more is, is involving other leaders within our congregation with some intentional coaching around that. Mm -hmm. So as we begin to identify students and their unique leadership abilities, ta you know, skills and gifts that we try to partner them up with other adult leaders in the church to be able to explore and to have conversation. And this not only leads to vocational service within the church and their community, but also careers. And so it's been neat. We've been really excited. Our youth love coming to this. We throw on a great meal and, and they, they look forward to it every month. And it's just really cool to see the growth that happens through that. That's great. Want to turn the topic a little bit that I think anyone who's done youth ministry for a while has had the experience of someone coming up and suggesting that the youth serve the church by doing a project that maybe no one else wants yeah. to do. We might have been in that situation before, or maybe even something that you don't think your youth have the capacity to do. Maybe it was something that was done historically in the church, but times have changed, or or maybe you have a, a group you a group of youth that are maybe just more busy in other ways, and so it causes some conflict there. So how have you experienced or seen churches give opportunities to serve that aren't healthy? And what do congregational leaders need to keep in mind when planning service opportunities for youth? Yeah, I think that's really important. We, you know, we can set people up to fail or things can backfire. And oftentimes they're well-intended and certainly they're, you know, kind of those mundane, less exciting tasks that need to be done in the church. And, you know, I obviously it's important that, you know, youth are able to sacrifice within that. But if the intention is simply that we want them to do something we don't want to do, they can pick up on that pretty quickly. And that can really um, do some damage in youth ministry. So I think always in terms of, of those variety of tasks and, you know, that we try to set them up in a way that will lead to success and that will have a positive outcome. So, you know, even if it comes to, you know, we get asked to pull the weeds out in the yard and, and, you know, hey, that's great, but let's do it together. Let's not, you know, make it seem like we don't want to do it and that's the youth's job to do. So, you know, at Family Christ, we'll have yard cleanup days or, you know, outdoor, and it's great to bring the youth in it and it's an intergenerational operation together, serving together. And I think that is more of a positive experience. But so that's one thing, you know, it's, it, in, we want to be careful that it doesn't, come across like we're giving them jobs we don't want to do ourselves as adults. Secondly, I think is the the importance of, again, setting students up to be successful. So when we engage them in service opportunities within the church or even out in the community, we want to make sure that they are set up for success. Again, a negative experience comes, can sometimes really cause some long-term damage. And so that means that we provide adequate, you know, training, adequate supervision and direction. You know, we maybe have heard the term, you know, I do it, you, we do, or we, I do it, we do it, you do it. So setting up that kind of um, pattern for success. So oftentimes, you know, and I'll get asked all the time, as I'm sure a lot of youth ministers do, you know, hey, we've got a great service ideas, a project for the youth to take on. And I'm always very careful about just jumping in and accepting those. One, I'm, I'm going to evaluate it based on the meaningful aspect of the service. And then secondly, I'll often ask, what kinds of provisions are you going to have, you know, 
available for the students. So whether it's somebody there, you know, when they arrive and somebody to give them direction and to, to work with them and make sure that that experience is positive and that they are able to accomplish whatever that task or mission is. Kind of the cool outcome of that is not only, you know, are you having youth serving within the congregation successfully, but they're also building relationships with other people, you know, other leaders within the church too. Um, and so again, it creates that intergenerational connection, serving together. And so, yeah, I think it's always asking the question, what kind of outcome? We don't want the task always just to be the end goal. Obviously that should be part of it. But secondly, how is this going to build and shape and mold future, or not only future leaders, but leaders of today and going into the future? And how is it going to encourage them to have that positive experience that will help create that resiliency and faith? Yeah, I'm always um, a little bit surprised. I love that idea of like, I'm not going to just immediately say no, but I'm not also immediately going to say yes. Like, mm. it's going to be a, a back and forth, I think, because, you know, I, I think every youth leader has had like, well, why can't the youth weed? And part of my response is usually like, well, how are, do they know how to weed? Do they know what's a weed? Because that can very much, you know, if we say yes or no too quickly, end up really poorly for everybody yeah. involved. <laughs> Right. True. So I love that insight on like, how do you navigate that well and encourage that to be kind of a healthy thing for everyone, both the older experienced, right. you know, people in your, in your congregation and, and your young people. So again, going to turn a little bit more towards leadership and thinking about how, like, we know from our research that when, when congregations have young leaders, that they have better markers of retention. Why do you think kind of from your viewpoint, from your experience, uh, having young leaders is so important to a congregation? Yeah, I really uh, appreciated seeing that research. And you know, it's probably something I've always considered or assumed in ministry, but uh, to see some of the st statistics around that. And I think simply some of that is just the ability to relate and connect. And so young people, maybe if, if they see people in only in the 50s, 60s generation serving, I mean, that's a long time away from right. the age group they're in. And so they might perceive just from experience that some of these roles are only really for our seasoned veterans in the church and nothing against our seasoned leaders in our church. They're important as well, but it's probably important for us to see how we can engage a variety of age groups within our church. So I think just an easy leap might be somebody in their twenties. In fact, you, you get a leader in the early twenties might actually be part of their social circle that they've experienced through high school years. So now it becomes a real tangible relationship that they may have experienced through high school or middle school. I love at Family of Christ, we've had some of our elders, you know, even in the twenties. And in fact, some of them have been our youth leaders in our ministry. And so our youth have been able to connect and see, see people, not only that they know and, and, leadership, but also peers of theirs serving has been pretty powerful. So yeah, that statistic was, it was awesome to see that. I have always wondered about it, but it certainly um, is healthy for our young people to see a variety of ages serving, you know, being engaged in a church is a lifelong thing. You know, the priesthood of believers is not age specific. And so when a church can model that the beauty of the church and the variety of ages and stages, I just think that's a healthy, healthy thing for all people to witness and experience. We talked about this in a lot of different contexts already today, just in how that kind of intergenerational um, mentoring young people into leadership is an important part to, to provide that support that they need to maybe make the invitation um, and also maybe coach them along the way, give them those uh, great opportunities to learn and to grow, maybe learn from failing at times too, to allow that to happen. So what are maybe some of the tips you would give to more experienced 
youth ministry leaders on caring and encouraging young leaders as well? Yeah, I think overall, you know, it sometimes is hard to give up some of those things we value. And, you know, even in the church, people find real meaning and significance to what we, no matter what your age is in the areas that we serve. And the youth do as well. The challenge is that sometimes it's hard for us to share those areas of service. And whether we're a youth leader or somebody working in another area in a ministry, we can sometimes almost be kind of defensive or, or protective of those areas we serve. And so um, being a leader require, does require sacrifice, ability to, to replicate and mentor and lead new people that, you know, into meaningful service. So part of it is maybe even looking into our own heart, you know, where do we protect certain things, even in youth ministry, what, what are, and I know I'm guilty of this too, you know, what are things that are sacred to me that I don't, and I'm not aware of that I'm not willing to share. So some of it is introspection and confession, absolution. And, but yeah, the desire to, to, again, I think, you know, opening up those opportunities, but with always a sense of, we want to lead from a sense of creating success. So sometimes we find, you know, it could be even easy in a church where we find some satisfaction when people can't do it as well as us or, you mm. know, and, yeah. and maybe that's part of that, you know, need to have our own self affirmed through that. But we need to set students up to be successful. And young people don't have the experience that we have. And so some of the things that we assume that they know or, or know what to do, it's new to them. And so, you know, it, it does take extra coaching. It takes some extra time and energy, but again, the outcome by far is, you know, worth it. So there's a lot of research, you know, even some of the stuff that's come out of uh, Sticky Faith, uh, Kara Powell, she talks about building resiliency in faith, you know, the post high school years and meaningful service is part of an important formula to help young people retain that faith or stay strong in the baptismal faith. And, and there again, sometimes it's hard for us to do, but we need to understand the positive outcome that comes when, when we allow that to happen. So it does take some personal sacrifice. It takes uh, sometimes us, you know, you know, releasing some of that pride and ownership we have around things and that willingness to share. And, you know, we're at a time in our church right now where it's critical. You know, we're losing so many millennials and there are some really simple, easy things we can do. It's not rocket science you know, that we can do now, here and now with young people that will make a dis difference for generations. And so, yeah, I think it's really important for us as leaders to to evaluate how can we provide those opportunities, especially in service and leadership. We can all, you know, most of us can go back to the years that we're impacted by meaningful service ourselves. A lot of us are here today and doing what we do because of that. And it is just really vital that we allow the ne next generation that opportunity as well. I appreciate that I hear when you talk about uh, giving uh, young people opportunities to serve and lead, that sometimes that means for the more experienced adult, you know, there's a lot of introspection and evaluation and, and noticing yourself as you do yeah. that, right? And checking your own ego and being able to, to pass things off and let it be done differently. That I think experienced leaders sometimes are surprised at how much it's not only about that young person's growth, but about their own growth as well and knowing about how God has gifted them and being confident in that. So appreciate hearing that. I love the wealth of experience that you bring both to this and just in youth ministry in general. So I, I'm just curious, it, you know, most of the people that, uh, that listen to this podcast maybe don't 
don't have 30 years of youth ministry, family ministry under their belt. Any kind of words of encouragement you might have to to lay in professional youth leaders as they go, like, hey, I'd, I'd love to be able to say I've done this and I'm going to keep doing it for, for a lot of my life. Any words of encouragement you would have for the listeners? Yeah, absolutely. I, I've been blessed and I've been here at Family Christ for much of that. And I've been blessed to be able to see generations of of families here. So, uh, you know, I'm working with some children of, you know, of youth that I worked with, you know, 10, 20 years ago, you know, and, and you get to really know the family, the dynamics, the generations, and, and that's been a valuable blessing in my ministry. But yeah, I think, you know, sometimes, maybe sometimes we think of youth ministry as kind of a a phase or, or a stepping stone into other areas of ministry. And man, I think for me, and one other thing I'd say that I love about youth ministry is that a lot of it is proactive ministry. I love working in a ministry in which we are affecting the future, that we are doing things strategically that have positive outcome going forward. And, you know, we talk about, you know, the drop-off, you know, the millennials disappearing and and, and then now we have to create a lot of work. How do we bring them back? And there's certainly a really important ministry in that. How do we, but hey, if I can do my part to help that next generation not fall off the charts, you know, that gets me jazzed. And I think one of the things I love about youth ministry, and sometimes the hard part about it, we never really know the difference. We don't know the lack of our involvement, sometimes how maybe it wouldn't have made a difference in lives, but we know that those things do make a difference. And so just to be able to, to be part of, part of the church working together, and it's such an important ministry in the, in the church. So, yeah, I think for those of you that are involved in it, there's certainly frustrations, there's challenges, but you know, every area of ministry has its challenges, but there's really um, some real beauty when you can stay kind of that long-term and just see generations of, of, God working through young people and families. And there again, it's, it's for me, I, and I don't know if it's just how I'm wired or where God has given me passion, but if you have it, stick with it and, you know, know you're going to have hard times through it, but God will bless you going forward too. It was really great to get to talk to Pete and to hear this great stuff that's going on at the family of Christ and and his leadership there, but certainly the, the people of God there in that place, investing in young people, especially around that area of service and preparing them to for like what's next in their life and putting them to future year, years of service, vocational responsibilities, all those things. Uh, so just love uh, to hear that and hear from someone who's seen the joy of that and what can come in the lives of young people through that intentional investment. Yeah, I I love the way that he both encourages lots and lots of ways for his young people to serve both, you know, in his congregation and even, you know, to, internationally, all different ways. But is also kind of identifying and is very clear about just because the youth can serve somewhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that's always the right place or the plan to serve. I think every youth leader you know, wants to give opportunities to serve but often from the congregation, those opportunities come in sort of these limited places or in places that are not always the the healthiest spot for those young people to be. And so to be able to navigate and say like, hey, yes, we can do that, but we also want to bring in some other adults, you know, older adults or parents to be able to help with that. Or yes, we can have them do that, but we're going to want to target, you know, a specific group or kids that are passionate about that or all different things, you know, I often think, you know, we go like, oh, yeah, of course, we our young people have opportunities to serve, but are the service things that we're giving them really meaningful, mm-hmm. really targeted to their gifts and skills? And are they things where they feel like they are growing 
in a way and contributing to the community in a way that's going to lead them hopefully towards leadership or, or towards future service in the church. Yeah. And not everyone's going to be able to maybe do exactly or replicate exactly what Pete was talking about in the program that they do and the connections they make. And there's, there's a lot of work that goes in. There's the listening, there's the the planning that goes into that. But I loved, I think the word he used and we're kind of talking about that intentionality around service and leadership roles and that engagement that happens. I think, I mean, just the relationship building that comes around that. So it may not be again at the congregational level or the way that maybe Pete described it, but yet think how families can do that or how intergenerationally maybe people can come together to serve once a month, once a year, whatever it might be to have that engagement. And sometimes even in those maybe more mundane moments that you get to talk about leadership, see that joy that young people have and the interests they have and help them understand how God is using them through that or could use them through vocation in the future too and, and also present. And just be able to encourage them in their daily life. And what does that look like to go and serve and lead others, maybe people who don't know Jesus, but also inside the church too, how they can contribute. I think it's just something we can add to our youth ministry when we intentionally look at it that way and engaging and investing in young people. Yeah, I love that. And and I think one of the things that I have often uh, reminded myself of is that working with young leaders is incredibly joyous and mm-hmm. it's fun, but uh, it's humbling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there have been a lot of times where I've had to ask for forgiveness or where I've sort of had to eat crow because I said something and, and uh, maybe wasn't the right thing or where I've uh, really had to t- check my own ego because mm-hmm. I think I know I want some experience in this. Come on. <laughs> I, you know, the things that I do or the way that I do it seems like the best idea to me. And working with leaders, especially ones in Gen Z that are so innovative, that is sometimes really hard for experienced leaders to 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 take a step back to let them uh, have their opportunities and often they're going to be far more successful than you imagined in their own path and in their own way and so that can be uh, really hard but also a really beautiful learning experience for an experienced leader to continue to have and to continue to learn and grow so some closing questions for us to consider with this episode how are you finding opportunities to give young people meaningful contributions opportunities to serve and opportunities to lead How can you increase the capacity, either personally or in the congregation, to listen to young people and their interests and desires to serve inside and outside of the church? And how can you support young leaders, teach them and give them a chance to try something new um, and care for them as they learn and grow? We'll continue to keep you in our prayers as you give opportunities to serve and lead your in your youth ministry. And may that be a gift to you as a leader, to that young people, and to your congregation and the body of Christ um, as they grow in service and leadership. Engel's podcast is a production of LCMS Youth Ministry and KFUO Radio. To find out more about LCMS Youth Ministry or to find links to resources mentioned, go to kfuo.org slash youth ministry. Thank you for listening and caring for the young people of our church.